many, many zoos use painting and artwork as a, as a kind of enrichment activity, as a leisure activity to keep the animals happy and occupied. I'm Jack Ashby, the manager of the Grant Museum of Zoology here at UCL. We've come a long way in zoos where there just used to be concrete and metal cages to having very many toys and things to hang off and swing around and the kind of painting activities is one, one way that, that um, animals have been kept more active mentally. My name's Michael Tuck. I was um, a graduate from the Slade School of Fine Art in 2008 and um, I've been a practicing artist um, for some time. Uh, my name's William Tuck, uh, I'm an artist and graduate from the Royal Academy Schools. Well, I suppose the story really starts in the 17th century in the Enlightenment, the idea of the creative ape, um, and this becomes uh, picked out in many paintings over the period um, as the, uh, the monkey sitting at an easel, um, either copying human paintings or um, painting other, other figures. And um, that persists in, uh, in culture for quite some time. The point at which things change radically and we're particularly interested in is um, after the Second World War when abstract expressionism becomes um, an important movement in art and we start to look at human gestures, human gestural painting that is. And the idea of the sort of, the, the Freudian idea of the subconscious somehow emerging through these gestures and the possibility of within apes especially whether you know, that, that could also apply to them. In the uh, 1950s, um, a popular television programme called Zoo Time um, emerged, made by Granada Television and presented by uh, Desmond Morris. And this was a runaway success in terms of popular television. One of the most uh, popularly well-received moments of the show was when Congo uh, would do some drawings on camera. You could see the evolution of um, uh, a particular sort of drawing style, if you like, that there was a change in the way in which uh, Congo was approaching drawing, and this gave a body of work which was then shown in 1958 at the Institute for Contemporary Art. What we've tried to do here is, uh, I don't, don't know if it's exactly the, the first show, but one of the, the first shows to look at um, bringing various different species together and to try, try and take a broader view over what's happening um, amongst a variety of species. And, whether we can call it art or, or not. The different species are kind of taught to paint in different ways or encouraged to paint in different ways. With the, the elephants, it's really quite different to how you might imagine. It's not just them painting a paintbrush. It's their handler is, is holding them by the ear and just kind of using the ear like a, a, a joystick, if you like, to, to steer the trunk. But it displays an incredible level of dexterity. Want some green over there? Come on, hold it. With the orangutans, they're kind of encouraged on a spot-by-spot -spot basis. So they give them the brush, paint gets put on the brush, and then they're told to touch the paper. And once they touch the paper, they're given a reward. I think with the other apes, it's a bit more free, and they just go for it and do what they like. Touch! Touch! Good boy! It, I'm, I'm not a zookeeper, but it appears to me that sort of opinion Sort of differs quite wildly in terms of people who work in zoos and look after these animals as to what actually they're doing and certainly I've corresponded with people in zoos who genuinely believe that they are making paintings like we do. I've also corresponded with people who have told me I'm an idiot and of course they don't do that so you know I, I imagine the truth is somewhere in between. 
I think we are asking the question, is it art or is it just creator activity? But it certainly makes me think more about looking at human art, thinking, you know, is that art? What is, what is the intention? As an artist myself, I do instinctively want, you know, the, these animals to be sort of engaging in the process that I engage in. I don't believe that's the case, if I'm honest, but I think that what they produce is still striking. I think visually it's very interesting, and as I say, watching, watching them do it is, is quite eerie a lot of the time. Can animals be creative? It's, it's you know, the artwork is obviously only one, one version of that. There's many other ways that animals can express themselves through birdsong and other vocalisations that they're clearly um, just doing things for fun. But it's certainly true that animals do express themselves. So that does raise the question of if, you know, if there's expression, there's creativity, yeah. where does art begin and creativity end? Aww. <laughs> I think he's dead. <laughs>